Hi guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. It is I, Giant Music, and I am here with my demon slaying brother. I carry him in this box behind my back every day as I train in this anime. Hotshot, Nezuko, how's it going? Hotshot, wake up! I'm rumbling the box. Hotshot, mm, hotshot, mm, hotshot. Mm, mm. We have demons to podcast about. It is 2 p.m. I'm awake at night. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you set me up for something, I'm just going to go for it. Hotshot's become a very nocturnal creature since doing the podcast. Become? I am one. I always have. I'm a gamer. It's in my blood. But hi, guys. We're we're finally doing a frankly much overdue topic because I had to catch up on Demon Slayer, and that includes the movie because, well, things have happened and I was able to watch it. <laughs> Very happy it's the case, honestly. Like, it, it was uh, very overdue. I agree. Um, I am going to just... Let's just jump into this, dude. Okay. Uh, um, okay, so... And first impressions. For, first, first impressions. First impressions uh, uh, mind if I go first, then? For sure, for sure. Okay. Um, when when I first saw the previews of, of Demon Slayer, I was beyond curious because, like, the animation of it looked beautiful, especially with the water and the way that it was, like, calligraphied. Um, like old, like old school, like scroll calligraphy art style kind of thing. I was beyond curious about that, but it was just for me, it was just the pure overexposure that killed it before I could even like get to it. And then once everything had calmed down, like, don't get me wrong. Demon Slayer is still insanely popular right now. And, um, it, it just got to the point where I was just like, I was winding down. I was looking for a show to watch and I know that Jaden, you've been wanting to do this topic for a while, and I'm, I first watched it. I blazed through half the first seat or half the entire show that's out right now in a night, and then I watched the rest of it the yeah, next morning. It's absolutely uh, Demon Slayer caught my attention when they won a Crunchyroll award, and I knew I had to watch it. It was recommended to me, uh, and it's one of those animes that once once you plop the first episode, you're hooked, and you want to know what happens next to Tanjiro yeah. and Nezuko and everything. This was also one of the ones that went. By the time it got to me watching it, um, the game for it was actually available for pre-order, and it was actually one of the very few instances where I did get the game when I was still watching the show, but I didn't right. go any further in the game than I was in the show at the time. I finished the show before I finished the game. Wow. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, let's go right into like the beginning of this. Uh, obviously, this podcast is just going to be our opinions and our thoughts on it. We're going to go from point to point. We don't really have a... Uh, a uh, timeline for this uh, in terms of uh, going over the entire anime we're just gonna like be highlighting what we enjoyed uh i i do think we do have to talk about the very beginning where uh it starts out uh you know in this uh, very snowy land and w it looks like it's gonna be a happy anime from the that's the, that's you know the I mean? thing that should tell you it's going to be a depressing as hell anime though like when so me and kyo first started watching it together we saw tanjiro uh, coming up the hill with uh, with the coal and the payment and everything, like to his happy family, all his uh, siblings, his mom, Nesco, everyone. We both, legitimately, we both simultaneously looked at each other and like, they're all going to die. <laughs> and yeah, gr granted, we, we knew a little bit about Demon Slayer because it had been out for a while at that point. But at the same time, like we, we just know that setup so well to where if you start showing off a happy family and then the main character like actually happy with his life and content with life and everything, we're just like, this is going to get so fucked so quickly. <laughs> no, I understand. 
And the thing is, Tanjiro is such a good-natured character. Like, I see some Deku in him. Um, I see some Naruto in him. Uh, I, you could definitely tell that he's a byproduct of the shonen uh, heroes. I, I will say he is way more mature. Like, he's probably the most mature shonen hero we've had in a long time. Like, he knows he knows the right from wrong. He knows, like, he's not really naive. Like, he has these dreams, but he also does what needs to be done. Like, he wants to save some demons, but if it if it comes down to it, he will decapitate them and he will take them out. And he's doing all Absolutely. this for his, for his sister, which that's the only time he really is immature is when it comes to Nezuko. But at the same time, this is his sister that got turned into a demon that he's been traveling with and grew up with and the only remaining part of his family. So I think he Absolutely. I think he deserves to be a little immature around her. The thing I think that the word to best describe him throughout the anime and the movie and season two, um, relentless. Yeah, he on, does honestly, not yeah. give up, and and not in a Rock Lee kind of way, but really in a uh, fire that cannot be put out. And that will continue to burn through every single demon that crosses his path, uh, because he's out on a on this on a vengeance. Obviously, his entire family being murdered and only having his sister by his side uh, really stripped him down to his core and allowed us to see him in a very vulnerable state from the beginning, which made him very relatable. And he carries that well with his compassion. You know what I mean? Like, how do you feel about his character growth throughout the different arcs, whether it be the forest, the train, everything? I, I love how from from the start it's not um like tanjiro isn't the kind of character that just like my sister's a demon i will kill every other demon to make this right or anything like that he's just looking for a cure for her and and everything uh like taking care of the demons as it's needed like not per, not necessarily looking for a fight just doing it because it's his mission as a demon slayer and honestly, he grows like from just like thinking about Nezuko to thinking about the whole world as as a whole, like with demons in it, with demon slayers in it. He even meets uh, a nice demon along the way, the uh, the nurse. Um, Tamiyo, like, OK, so we, up until this point, we've been led to believe that Nezuko is a very special case demon where she doesn't attack humans. And that has to do with her being kind of kind of being hypnotized like the first three years that she was asleep and everything else but then we find out that there's more demons later down the road that don't really attack humans like they they still need human blood to survive but they take the smallest amount and like they're there to cure other demons or to potentially turn demons back into humans and uh tamio especially is a doctor so she'll take care of injured patients and everything else and only turning humans into demons if there's like no other way out the fact that there is a uh the fact that there are nice demons like actual like aware of their consequences and conscious and still know right from wrong despite the fact of being a demon like it it opens a whole world of what is actually possible out there like even if uh tanjiro couldn't cure nezuko could she still live life freely as a demon later on down the road right absolutely the thing though that i want to say about about this character is that uh, what her and nezuko reminded me of um was tokyo ghoul uh, because in tokyo ghoul you have uh ghouls that hide within society and everyone thinks they're humans you know what i mean and uh i guess uh her more than nezuko like we all thought she was a human you know and turns out she isn't and it was very reminiscent of that where uh we have two different races that 
coexist and battle each other and you can hide within that and she does blur the lines a little bit so i did appreciate that uh in her character but other than that like tamayo to me was how can i say this like very intelligent you know uh and you can see that she researches a lot on demons and she provides like some sort of i don't want to how, how do i say this like intellect you know she like she, she's like she's more of a thinker to me you know right and uh she's more of a support character in that sense she's obviously not the frontline uh fighter uh but at the end of the day she's cool she provides a a good uh twist in the anime but she wasn't definitely a standout character to me okay i mean i i see that i mean plus who's only like in one episode anyway and she was really there to explain like what muzin was actually out doing and like seeing his trickery and everything else and basically a counteract to him where he's uh, he's right. creating demons for chaos and destruction she's trying to fight against that and turn uh humans back or demons and humans back and stuff like that like she she's mm -hmm. like fighting a virus essentially yeah let's maybe uh talk a little bit about uh, the big bad guy here the uh, muzon yeah yeah, the Muzan, man. I don't know about you, but that first interaction between him and uh, Tanjiro really excited me for the rivalry that will be developed. Because throughout the anime, it's really very much a ton uh, Muzan just sending out his goons after Tanjiro, you know? Um, but still, like, I'm uh, excited to, to see the conflict between those two uh, uh, whenever it comes. Uh, super cold-hearted guy. Uh, would not hesitate to scratch the back of the neck of one guy to turn him into a demon. And once again, he's another one of those demons that blends into society. You wouldn't know that he's a demon if you were just a regular citizen, which is very Tokyo Ghoul-like, like, like, uh, like I said earlier. I mean, yeah. What were your thoughts on uh, I mean, yeah, but that's kind of his entire thing that he like his entire thing is that he's been hidden for over 100 years or if not longer because he has blended into human society and lives like a human life um, when he has to like to stay hidden and no one can track him. Like when we first see him, yeah. uh, his first appearance, when we see him in the city, when Tanjiro recognized him by scent, it he has uh, technically like... Okay, not technically, but I don't really know the right word here. He has a daughter and a wife that call him a yeah. totally different name. So, like, he goes by aliases. He sneaks around, and he does still do demon shit because later on in that same episode, we see him slaughter a, a group of alley thugs. And, like, he, he thrives on the fear. And then he has another home in the demon realm where he takes care of, like, six of his highest-ranking officers. And it's just like... Okay, well, <laughs> you you could either, like, be completely a uh, cloak and dagger, or you could just be an agent of absolute chaos. <laughs> like, absolutely, see, absolutely. Seeing he is beyond intimidating. He is beyond powerful. He is suave as fuck, which I, I'm all about. <laughs> I, I do really like him as a villain. I can't wait to see uh, more of what he himself actually does. I uh, I was confused though because it seems like he inflicts some sort of of, uh, of curse on uh, his I guess the best way to say it is disciples like the character um, her name she was the one with the she was throwing around the balls um, I think her name was uh, Susa yeah the Tamari yeah 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 the Tamari balls uh, yeah Susamaru uh, at the end you know she was asked uh, uh, who who sent who who sent you. And I think, like, by saying her name, it triggered something where she just died because of him. Am I getting that right? Because that really screwed he, me over. So, like, it screwed me up. I was like, what? So, they have, uh, they have, all of his disciples have uh, Muzan's blood. 
but if they say his name, basically it's like saying uh, Voldemort's name without saying Lord first. Like, you have to show him the proper respect. If you just call him Muzan, like you would, um, like I would call you Jaden instead of calling, like, my teacher Mr. Boss or something like that. If you don't show him the proper respect at all times, he will destroy you. Yeah, that really, 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 I was like, okay, okay, this guy's... This this proves the this proves the ruthlessness of him. I mean, taking care of your uh, taking care of the people who are under your watch in general. Yeah, that it's beyond brutal. And when it first started happening to her, I'm like, wait, what's going? Then I saw that arm shoot out of her mouth. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, okay. But I, I do want to. Okay, I, wanna... I, I I will say uh, one one thing to that regard though, real quick. Um, wa- yeah. watching the entirety of Demon Slayer and like how bloody and everything else it is. Um, really strikes me just because when I was working at the theater, um, when uh, I was working at the theater when Mugen Train was coming out, right? And people just right. kept bringing like, like dropping off their 12 year olds or something to watch uh, Mugen Train because it was a cartoon movie. And I'm like, guys, it's rated R. It comes from a TV 14 show. Like, it, it is a rated R movie. There is blood, there is violence. There is gore, like, I I can't let you in. J- just the sheer amount of violence, even in, like, the smallest sh- part of the show, or, like, one act that one character does, it's just insanely brutal. Absolutely. Just and get with the rating like, system here, people. <laughs> with with uh, talking about how brutal it is, I did want to, like, conclude on uh, on Tanjiro by talking a bit about uh, his uh, abilities. Like, yeah, obviously, the beautiful animation with the, the water swords, and I know he develops into uh, t- to be able to do fire attacks as well. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on him uh, as a swordsman as a fighter i mean his i mean we saw like his start like you know where he was just handling an axe and even then he wasn't handling it very well and now here he is pretty much a master swordsman uh taking care of forms and using his breathing techniques and everything with ease like it is a it is an actual journey to see him travel that far and go that hard like when when he starts he's barely swinging around a sword at all but now here he is like doing all 12 forms of uh water breathing and it's just it, it's incredible to see his techniques and then out of nowhere when he gets his uh kagura dance moves and then he just amplifies everything else that he already knows into it and it, it just shows that he's adaptable that he's willing to learn more and so on and so forth like i think i i'm rambling but i think you get what i'm saying absolutely and i think the most hype moments is whenever tanjiro goes water breathing and i'm like oh oh here it comes here it comes what form are we doing this time Tanjiro, how are we gonna chop off his head? You know. Oh, actually, oh. actually speaking of that, there was one one very specific instance of him going water breathing. I want to bring up. It's uh, sure. it's after Inosuke uh, tosses him when they're in the spider forest, and at first, uh, Tanjiro is da- is dashing towards mother mother with nothing but murderous intent, and like goes water breathing and starts going into a powerful move. But in that split second of him dashing towards her, she raises her arms like basically welcoming the embrace of death and he switches forms midway through to be more of a a gentle slash to like basically put her out of her suffering instead of murdering her yeah it was just uh, that just that split second instance and just that split second switch yeah no no, i remember that exact moment and uh, i honestly think the even though it's a death though the way to describe that scene is beautiful yeah i mean the move he uses is uh rain after or rain after the calming storm i think yeah i mean which describes really well 
Uh, oh, no, rain, there, rainfall know? after the drought. That's what it was. Rainfall after the drought. I mean, regardless of the name, the the, the intent uh, there we know is that, you know, we just want to you know, slowly. Uh, he's basically putting a pillow. He's basically putting a pillow under her head as she passed away of old age instead of sneaking into the room and stabbing her with a dagger. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he's there to help. And he does that with a lot of uh, a lot of his foes, too. Like whenever he takes care of mm-hmm. all of the demons, he always looks back and like shows the respect and like not like, yeah, they're they're monsters when when they deserve to be monsters they are but after hearing the backstory and everything else that all of these demons have gone through he shows nothing but remorse and respect to him yes 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 definitely definitely um i was going to say let's maybe talk about uh the trio you know i think the trio as it forms throughout the uh the anime i want to start off with the nosuke though and nosuke no joke is actually kyo's favorite character he told me straight up but he is so freaking insane and wild like the like a wild animal like a wild boar and it's amazing <laughs> to watch and one of my favorite scenes with him is uh so th- this isn't until after they get to the butterfly mansion but it's when uh tantro and inosuke get their new swords and inosuke is holding his new brand new swords just like yeah, freshly exactly. made <laughs> and then just calmly takes them out to a pond looking for a rock and then just starts bashing the shit out of them with rocks <laughs> i when i first saw that my jaw dropped and my hand covered my mouth i'm like oh no but it was amazing to watch because i was laughing the entire time i mean if there was one that, scene that's the thing you just gay, with the nose you honestly yeah it really is with and one one word to describe Inosuke would probably be unpredictable like you don't know if he's gonna be your friend one minute and then be stomping on your back the next absolutely I, I the other thing too like I really enjoy like you know we have characters like Bakugo that we discussed in the last episode where we're just like ah I don't like their attitude yeah uh, they're too short tempered but Inosuke's short temperedness to me and his pride are way more enjoyable just because like there's something to the I don't know why, but the way it's presented and the way he just jumps into action and the unpredictability of it all just makes it super, super uh, uh, enjoyable, you know, and he's extremely provocative as well. You know, he's just like going to go chase J- danger. He's going to find a way to just get in there and tear it up. And I love that. I love that for Minosuke. That That's the thing. Like some characters, uh, some characters with that same trope, you will love and some you will hate. Like, I really can't stand Bakugo, but I love Inosuke, even though they're in at their core, they're the same kind of impulsive and rash and angry characters. But yet somehow I love Inosuke and I still hate Bakugo. It, it like I really don't know how to describe it. It just depends on like, I guess, the rest of the feel of the anime, like what kind of world it sets you in. Plus, Inosuke is way funnier. Bakugo isn't really all that funny. <laughs> Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, very humorous character. And uh, the wind breathing does not hurt. I love uh, oh, is any type his of wind beast attack. breathing. Yeah. But, like, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure uh, he's wind. And then we have water uh, with Tanjiro. And then Zenitsu is lightning. Well, that, that's, that's um, the thing. He could just be beast breathing. Like, we have other characters that use animal breathing. Like, Shinobu has insect breathing, for, for instance. Oh, so he could true. just he could just have beast breathing. I believe it's I, but I do believe it's wind based. Like from what I researched earlier, yeah. And on the, I mean, on the I mean, looking derived from wind breathing. Looking so. at looking at the slashes of his swords, I I completely believe it. Plus, something that uh, Ren Goku says in the movie is that there's four basic uh, forms of uh, 
uh, breathing techniques, and then everything else branches off that. Like, uh, Mitri's uh, expertise is uh, love breathing, and that defines from uh, fire, like passion. So it... Right, right, So everything comes from those four, but that means, like, literally almost anything could be a breathing technique. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Let's, uh... Let's talk about the other one, the wimp. The wimp that <laughs> doesn't always wimp out. I don't know how else to describe uh, describe uh, Zenitsu. When he's awake, I hate him. When he's asleep, he is my favorite character. <laughs> oh, really? I, I love his fighting style when he's asleep. Like, when he's actually competent and knocked out and actually fighting, I love lightning and fire style attacks, and he uses lightning to a T, and I love it. The problem is... He has to be knocked the fuck out in order to do it. The good thing is he is a coward, so he faints easily. So we see it a lot. But ju- it's a just cool the mechanic fact that, for a character. Just the fact it it is. But at the same time, no, I don't have. But at the same time, it it really is just a cool mechanic. Just the thing that when we first season it to back at the uh, uh, back of the final selection, he's just I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. That leads me to believe how in the fuck did you survive final selection? and then when we see him again later (laughs) on he's he's begging uh begging the first woman he sees to marry him and it's just like he's already not painted in a good light and then we see him pass out um i want to say the first time we see him pass out is uh when they're fighting the uh drum demon and then he's just completely serious like nothing is in the way between him and his target and then just lightning style uh clash or i can't remember the name of it but i fucking love that move and i fucking love lightning dashes like that and i'm like yes yes and then he wakes up i'm like no no <laughs> go back to tantra if you're gonna stay conscious the thing though um I, f- I really feel like the best way to describe it is that his nerves hold him back the second yeah. the nerves flay of float away he becomes a, a, a big badass um he reminds me of uh, and this is a bit of a, a, a deep cut but uh rockley's son is uh similar rockley's son has like uh stress issues and stuff like that and like gets very nervous in battles and like recently in boruto failed the, the tuning exam again because of it um whenever i watch demon slayer uh, that's the first thing that popped into my mind uh it's a really cool mechanic though i i like it's like Metal Leap, but like with a twist, you know, uh, where right when you fall asleep and I don't want to repeat myself too much, uh, the, the real fight begins. And then mis- correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he remembers when he wakes up, he, right? He He's doesn't just kind of like, whoa, what happened? He, he wakes up. Exactly. He looks, he wakes up, looks around like he thought the kid that he was protecting was the one who took out the demon. Even at the point when, uh, when they're all separating, he's like, no, you can't take my savior away from me <laughs> like or anything like that. And I'm just like, oh my God. But the, uh, in my opinion, the, area where he shined the most was in the uh was in the spider forest when he was taking care of brother uh, yeah because he was Absolutely. fighting off all those other little little guys using that one move and everything else but then it just channeled into something else and then uh, it was just really cool to watch and it was terrifying watching his poison spread throughout that entire fight until he got the antidote from shinobu but it was just god damn i love i love i just love his fighting style he has one move but i love his fighting style anyway the battle against sun when he o- awakens and it's just like it's like it's literally like the light in the dark in the dark all these like spiders swarming him and he's just like slashing them away slashing away and he's like smoothly just like dashing across the fight and dodging uh all the all the venom and all whatever is being uh, spewed at him 
I loved it. I loved it. Like, uh, obviously, uh, the results at the end was that, like, he was basically entirely po poisoned and becoming more and more of a of a spider. But uh, one of my favorite battles for sure in Demon Slayer. God, that's a, uh, that's a terrifying th thing to think about. The poison just turns you into one of those little spiders. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, yeah. I, but, not a fan But either. speaking, I, I, speaking I, of uh, spiders, you want to just jump into Rui real quick? Like the leader of, of the spiders? Rui, yeah, Rui. Rui is actually my favorite villain that I've seen fight. He... Like, just his entire story arc of, like, wanting a family and everything. But I love the way he fights. I love his web netting that, like, slashes and everything. And he, from what I've seen, he is just as brutal as Muzan, who he just, like, slaps his family or slashes his family, like, punishes them for, like, even the tiniest things. Like, you look slightly different, so now I'm going to carve your face off kind of thing. And it, it, he is brutal to watch, and he's just, like, in the body of, like, this 10-year-old kid and it is just kind of surreal and the only thing he wants in life is a family and then when he sees Nezuko, the bond between uh, Tantro and Nezuko and seeing how Nezuko almost sacrificed herself for her brother all he wants is her all he wants is that kind of bond like fuck everything else I want Nezuko <laughs> No, I see what you mean. I hated his attacks with the threads and like seeing Nezuko <laughs> getting caught up in them. Yeah. Ugh, like all no, that entanglement. It, it I was, was like, it was that's brutal. such a spider move. Brutal. But, ugh, horrible, horrible. But like tied up with the threads, like like cutting you off and or cutting you up. Like one of the first things he did was cut, I want to say, I want to say Nezuko's leg off. And like um, another early thing he did was cut a whole bunch of rookie demon slayers into chunks with like one move. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. Oh, Oh my god you're brutal <laughs> but yeah, it's, oh, but like that horrible. that's the kind of fighting style that that i freaking love like mother was was a puppeteer using threads like puppet strings father was like a brick powerhouse of just like smashing trees while he was trying to get an osuke uh daughter we never saw a fight she was just there with rui and son used the his poison spit and his hundreds of little children <laughs> like all of them had unique fighting styles but they all represented spiders and i freaking loved it and how that connected absolutely absolutely and uh, honestly like Rui as a as a character I I I did find yeah. him to be like um very calm um but at the same time he had this like really like brewing anger in the back of him you know what I mean like even with the way he smiled uh the way he spoke um he could see that there was like a, a very like just deep down inside of him he's not well you know and he's annoyed <laughs> yeah. and he, He's like not enjoying life really. Um, and that like obviously comes, uh, comes to light towards uh, throughout the fight Wait, which i know which Nezuko, i know he died in like i said. know he died in the end but at the same time i'm like did he really deserve that happy ending being re reunited with his mom and father which he killed and then did all this other stuff when he was a demon it, it was just like yeah really this guy gets the happy ending why Absolutely. Like I, I, I don't I don't I don't want him to be justified. I want him to be punished. Hell, his sister was brutally poisoned and then just left there. Because if you remember, Shinobu can't decapitate demons, so she used a special poison to kill him, and that's how his sister died. Everyone else got decapitated. You know, it was a slow death for this one. It was a slow, slow death. Like Jesus. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Maybe going back to what we were talking about. Uh, Rui uh and how uh, he was like jealous or I don't even know how he saw um 
uh, Tanjiro and Nezuko's relationship. I, I, I maybe want to highlight the beautiful bond that these two have. Uh, it's uh, teamwork to the max. I think if we did another duels podcast, they would definitely. Uh, oh, easily. Uh, this easily. would definitely be a, on a list. Uh, what were your thoughts on the bond between these two? When okay, so so when I first saw him, like obviously it's just like big brother protecting little sister kind of thing, and it was that way until Nezuko started fighting other demons. But one thing, and I cannot stress this enough, one thing that I freaking loved about this show is the fact when Nezuko did wake up and start fighting, Tanjiro immediately went, "She's not a little girl anymore. She doesn't need me to protect her. She can take care of herself." We're not spending this entire show of just like I need. Need to protect this box i need to protect nezuko like i i can't let anything bad happen to her no she is a powerhouse when she fights back and absolutely I, it's, yeah, it's yeah. something it's something that i freaking love because it actually shows that they can be partners it's not just a a hero protecting a maiden or something like that it is a brother and sister fighting together for what is right and trying to cure an ailment and even at the point and oh god this scene sorry th this one just flashed in my head when i when i said not letting anything bad happening to nezuko when they get to uh when they get to the hashira mansion and the box is thrown into the uh thrown into the mansion and one of the hashiras just brutally starts stabbing it just to prove that nezuko is just like any other demon just all of the stabs and slashes and beatings that nezuko takes in that box from him and she's still doesn't do anything in response like that takes a sheer steel will like i know i know that i know that doesn't really have anything to do with the relationship but that just to me speaks miles about nezuko's strength no definitely but when i see these two uh collaborate in fights i am i always get excited i always uh, know that's gonna be a good fight i always know that there's gonna be good action and uh, throughout the anime like even like at the very beginning when uh she turns into a demon and she starts trying to attack tanjiro you see him like be like no no no, like you're you're still in there i can still f i can find you i can help you we can get through this you know don't give up don't give up well, your brother's here for you like the the family bond uh her his sister literally went from human to demon like she changed races she literally changed races and he's not giving up on her um it's beautiful to watch it's a fantastic fantastic bond and i'm i'm so glad to to be able to witness it i mean i'm i'm excited to see where it goes like hell it even uh it even got to the point where like after everything was settled and tantra was starting his training and at the butterfly mansion shinobu came to if you remember, Shinobu came to Tanjiro and told him about her own sister who had a dream of being uh, befriending the demons and like actually saw a bit of her sister in Tanjiro for trying to cure her sister and yes. seeing the good. And just like small relationships like that that you don't expect but then get revealed are amazing to me. Like I because it speaks miles about the characters like we aren't just barbarians or we aren't just like seeing them as lambs to the slaughter and killing them we're doing this because this is the only option right now. We're open to others, Absolutely. but this is what we have. She, uh, I just, I loved, I loved uh, seeing those two uh, in action. Uh, Sh Shinobu is like, I, I know how I keep saying like my favorite character, my favorite character. No, I think Shinobu is actually just my favorite character because she is calm and collected. She is fight. Um, like she's calm and collected. She fights in a unique style. She's open to other way, um, other ways of thinking, but she can be a bit stubborn. <laughs> like when she was first uh, dashing to kill uh, Nezuko and then went through every hope and cranny to try and 
go after her or when Tamioka uh, deflected her attack when she was going to kill Nezuko and she's just like did you really just protect a demon <laughs> like and that that's the thing like she can either be completely 100% genuine and sweet with her smile or beyond creepy and intimidating with that smile and it never changes and I love it yes she's uh, one of a kind for sure but uh, I, I think like I want I do want to talk about, about uh, a little bit about Tomioka when we uh, yeah, mentioned yeah. Uh, him versus Nezuko at the very beginning. I love that scene. Uh, Nezuko and Tanjiro, I guess would be a better way to say it. When uh, Tanjiro's like going to attack him, knowing he has no chances and he throws the axe up in the air. Bro, that was such a great <laughs> strategic move. And uh, I'm really happy he spared them, you know, but you can see them that he's like very just uh, unbothered by life. He's just like has a face and he's serious and, you know, very stoic character. Because that, well, that's you know, the thing because Tamioka is there to do a job. And like that, that's, that's what he's that, there. That's like, Tomioka. That is a demon. That's that is a demon. I'm there to kill it. And that's it. That's all that yeah. exists in this world. Keeps it simple. But I mean, I, I, so. So, something that does slightly bother me just because of, okay, really the only reason this bothers me is because it's very apparent in the games or in the game rather. There are a lot of people using water breathing. Like there is a lot of trainer er, users in water training. Like Tamiyoka, um, Tanjiro, Tanjiro's uh, teacher. Um, apparently, I, you you won't even remember this guy's name probably, but um, it was one of the guys that uh, it was one of the guys they found in the spider forest. The like mob looking guy Murata but yeah in in the game he uses he used the water style too and I'm just like I I love the look of the calligraphy water and everything else but I'm like can I get any other element please <laughs> like someone use ice someone use ice let's let's get ice in this where's Hawkwet <laughs> right <laughs> but but speaking of elements I fucking fucking adore Rengoku's flames I love the how. Oh how my god, Rengoku in, in general. They are amazing. In the movie. Oh, dude. Uh, I, uh, he's like, the thing with Rengoku, though, is like, he always has a smile. He's like, I'm going to kill you with a big smile on his face. You're like, you're about to be taken out. And he's, he's insane. Uh, and, he's uh, Rock Lee. There's like a he, little is, season. he is legitimately Rock Lee. He just will not smile and he has that level energy times five. <laughs> All the time. But the thing is, I am currently watching the... There's like a season recapping, a little six-episode six thing, recapping uh, the the Muzen Train um, uh, movie. And uh, I totally forgot uh, what his character was like. And the, and the first few episodes <laughs> really focus on him. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, that's Rengoku. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, uh, there's no other way to describe this character. Tasty, tasty, tasty. <laughs> When, that's when it. You that's first, all there was to it. When you first see him, first see him, you're like, you hear that one word, tasty. Oh, yep, that's when Goku. When when I saw the movie, because after I saw the show, I actually did just jump into the movie. Ren Goku's fight and his like, you can see why he's a Hashira. Like not only based on his power, but like his strategic mind and how he fights and how he handles situations. And when he and the others were dead asleep, and when uh, these minions were coming in to kill him, he was the only one who fought back in his sleep to to like basically hold this guy back from getting stabbed or killed and he didn't even know he was doing it it was just purely on instinct okay yeah i wanted to talk about his fight with uh, akaza yeah go for it uh the other uh demon uh that fight was like the most equal thing you know i ever saw and oh i just 
big spoiler alert here, okay? Big spoiler alert. Please skip ahead at least a good three minutes if you do not want to be spoiled about the movie. In three, two, and one. So his passing and his loss after that really broke my yeah. heart. Uh, oh, it was just not fair. It was like the one character I did not want to lose and losing him hurt. Especially, like, I actually felt Especially that. this early on, like especially after meeting the other Hashiras, like not even seeing what they can do in a fight. And the first time we see this guy actually fight, we lose him. But he can fight, dude. He can fight. He could. Like he could no fight, other. dude. Oh, bro. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> did I, you just really do that? that I did. Did you I really? Did. I did. Oh. That's the thing. I loved, I loved his fighting style. I loved his drive and everything. I loved his, his techniques. I, it really, really did suck to lose him. But at the same time, I see why. Because this shows how powerful the direct uh, direct descendants of Muzan are. Like the higher six. This shows how much of a threat they are. Rengoku was like the most powerful, uh, like the biggest powerhouse we had. And yet he still wasn't enough to even take down one. Yeah, I know. It's it's insane. It's a, it's a ridiculous. Actually, can uh, um, and so there's just, just ah, sorry. There's just one general note I want to say about the movie real quick, just because please brought up. So yeah, guys, if if you brought back now, keep going ahead. Keep skipping ahead. <laughs> sorry, but uh, so I brought up a point earlier where um, Tanjiro, Rengoku, and the others were all put to sleep um, to be assassinated. The way Tanjiro figured out how to wake up from his dream. Oh, good God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Killing himself in the dream was insane. Yeah. I love that. And I, I thought it was just going to be the one-time thing. But then after he woke up and when he started fighting the uh, the train he, and he kept getting put to sleep, he kept doing it over and over and over again. Like, it didn't show it every time. But the implication was there. So, like, in the back of your head, you're just seeing that next slice over and over. And it got to the point to where Tanjiro didn't even know if he was awake or not. And he almost did it in while he was awake. And it was just like, yeah. like that pure moment of tension. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, thank God Inosuke I know. was there. Like, Jesus. <laughs> it was insane. It, 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 it genuinely was insane, and I loved every moment of it. It, it, it just it did not stop giving. And uh, I loved, like, how he almost did it in real life. And Inosuke's like, whoa, watch out. Don't kill yourself in real life, you know? Because it kept, like, happening and happening. It was so sequential. Uh, another fantastic fight from the movie. Yeah, the movie is, is so good. So, so good. I do love... I do love how they weren't able to put Inosuke to sleep because they were looking at the the boar's head eyes and Inosuke wasn't looking anywhere around there. <laughs> That's I, classic I, I love how he's just like, this is a shield. I'm immune to you. <laughs> it was kind of amazing. And in the dream, they're all screwed up by him. It's like, <laughs> not the one they thought he was. In, it's like, what, what's wrong with this guy? Inosuke's dream. Oh my God. It was amazing. Oh, I know. Like, Tanjiro's so dream tugged at my heart. When Goku's dream kind of tugged at my heart. Uh, Zenitsu's dream, we don't need to talk about. Inosuke's dream no, was my favorite. <laughs> oh, Inosuke's dream was very Inosuke-like. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, 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 it was good. It was good. Um... You do have a point uh, that you wrote down in the Google Docs that I do want to bring up. That's really interesting to me. Yeah, go uh, for it. Your favorite demon powers. Oh, Lord. I, uh, All right, you go I, ahead. I can't pick. No? 
I literally can't pick. There's so many good There's ones. There's so many cool uh, ones. We had, like, the drum guy who was controlling essentially a labyrinth inside a mansion where he was rotating it like a puzzle with you inside. Uh, we had Rui that we went over using web powers and his entire spider family. Um, we yes. had the uh, the guys from Mugen Train where we had where we had uh, Enmu as the as the actual train putting people to sleep and killing in dreams. Like there are a lot of really cool demon powers here, but honestly, my my favorite just I might be a little biased here, but my favorite is uh, Rui and the Spider Family. I'm just a really big fan of like spider threads being used uh, in that way. No, it was very very cool. Uh, you, you know what? I'm going to keep mine simple. I just really enjoyed uh, Yahaba. The arrows? Oh, okay, yeah. The way just, like, spinning the enemy around and, like, confusing them. Obviously, there's a learning curve, and once you learn it, you, you're basically, like, able to, like, figure it out, and, like, you have nothing to worry about. But regardless, fantastic uh, way to manipulate the, the, the battle. I thought that was a really creative attack. And one that I, I, I can't remember another anime that really had that type of uh, anime character that had that kind of power, personally. I, I honestly can't either. The thing is, like, when you can't see the arrows, he's even more of a threat. But the only reason Tanjiro Absolutely. was because was he... He had a uh, Yoshi, uh, Yoshiro's like patch, like his eye thing. So that's the only reason we were able to right. see. Right, I forgot about can, that. Yes, yes. Can yes. you imagine? Can you imagine fighting Yababa without that thing? Like without <laughs> seeing the arrows? You're screwed. And all of a sudden, you just get pushed. You're screwed. Back. <laughs> You're screwed. There's no other way to put it. I'd, I'd, I'd still like to see it just because I think it'd be funny. <laughs> so yeah, that's a, that's another point uh, we we brought up. Uh, honestly, um, like. Is there other like big stuff you want to talk about? Like, let, let's knock out like let's knock out big stuff because uh, yeah, um, we basically really, about everything. I really, there's about. only like one one thing I want to talk about. We we've touched on it here and there, but I feel like it'd be a good one to wrap up on if you're okay with it. Please. What are your overall views on the animation? Because this is one of the most, and I'm not this this guy. I am not the guy to say this, but this is one of the most beautiful animes or just shows I've seen in a long time. Hey, listen, this is a GoPro Kyo question. Like, I literally, like, would love to have him right here and uh, 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 to answer this. Um, I loved the animation. Uh, the animation was gorgeous. Uh, my favorite part of the animation, personally, was the, the water-breathing techniques. If, if like, you, those were just... The water-breathing techniques, the fire-breathing techniques, basically the breathing techniques you put into life were all freaking incredible to watch and and Absolutely, the blood demon arts like, the abilities for, i loved it right but personally for me like really the water ones specifically okay. like those ones were the prettiest ones for me the, the what i love the most about them is you, they, they really change they literally changed like the atmosphere yeah. you know what i mean like the ambience everything around you is just like whoa what is like it, it's sort of peaceful but it's still very fierce and aggressive um there was something about it that just in general uh i really loved uh, you know the characters are, are are super well drawn. Um, no, you you can't go wrong. You you literally cannot go wrong with uh, how beautiful uh, these places are. Even like the locations, like the the mountains are beautiful, beautifully drawn. Um, you know the um the towns are, are are well put together. Like you you can literally feel. I don't know. Like with the with the with the sound effects. I I know I'm I'm switching to audio here, but in combination with the sound effects, uh, you can really feel like you were in the location. So. It was just a really well put together show, regardless of of uh, of audio or no, just everything together. It was it was beautiful, 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 beautiful. 
Uh, let's wrap things up. I think uh, we can give our final thoughts. Uh, this uh, anime was fantastic, uh, and I'm so excited for the, its continuation. It's definitely one of those uh, that falls in the realm, realm of my hero, Attack on Titan, One Punch Man, uh, that I will always watch the next season. Uh, this one is definitely in that category, so uh, a big, big, big love uh, for this anime. What about you, Hotshot? I'm, I'm really the same way. It's like, since I actually uh, caught up on not just this, but uh, My Hero Academia, me and everything else i realized how much i actually do love these shows and demon slayer is no exception i love the time period i love the animation i love the characters god please helps and it's <laughs> and i'm really really curious to see what the other hashira actually fight like so i'm i mean i'm gonna be there when it's there Yes, he does all of the artwork for anime podcasters. So if you need any artwork for your project, please go give at GoProKyo a follow on Twitter. All of his links will be in the description. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Anime Podcasters on Facebook. You can leave us a voicemail on speakpipe.com slash anime podcasters. You can also, uh, if you want to be a guest, there's a proposal link for topics. Uh, there's a survey for you to take if you want to give us reviews. And uh, you can also obviously follow us in your favorite podcatcher. Video versions of the podcast are available on YouTube and Facebook. Hotshot, where can people find you? You guys can find me right here on Giant Music's channel and on Anime Podcasters, wherever podcasts are sold and heard. You guys can find me <laughs> over on my channel, Hotshot Ginger, where every now and again I decide to do a dirtier side of uh, anime with GoPro Kyo with Pontucast. You guys can find me on Twitter at my name, Hotshot Ginger, and I know I haven't been there for a while. I'm still trying to get some things figured out, but when I am back, <laughs> I do have a channel over on Twitch at Hotshot Ginger where I am going to be streaming uh, gameplays. Some of them may actually be anime-based. Some of them may just be my personal taste and where I just come over to hang out with you guys for a bit. Amazing. All right. And for myself, I am at Giant Music on social media. You can follow me on GiantMusic.com to find all of my links and uh, you can also subscribe to my channel on youtube.com slash giant music uh, make sure to go stream uh, the new chip machine music that's uh, gonna be coming out very soon uh, spectrogram ghost the album uh, experimental electroacoustic music that I loved and made with my heart and uh, yeah so that's gonna be it for now uh, so for myself hotshot this has been another episode of water breathing level 2 anime podcasters exit out later bye anime podcasters <laughs> you had such a good start but it like miserably failed at the end <laughs> that's my that's my sense of comedy in a nutshell <laughs> bye bye <laughs>